The following message is presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Now the message. We are now? Oh, we are. All right. Awesome, awesome. Well, I know you guys know me, but I am going to give a brief testimony. I'm going to tell you my story, and I'm not much of a historian, but I'm, so I'm going to make it brief. Um, I got saved when I was 16, almost 17. And when I got saved, I realized that my life was not mine anymore. Jesus Christ bought it. He bought it with his blood. And when you buy something, you have a reason for buying it, right? You have a purpose for it. So I said, God, you obviously got a purpose for my life. What do you want to do with it? And I prayed a couple weeks later, a missionary from Mexico came to my church and he so he showed slides. Y'all remember the slides, like the real slides. And um, he showed slides from Mexico and the Holy Spirit said, that's what I want to, to do with your life. I changed gears and I said, well, God, if you want to, I'm going to tell people about you. I got to get to know you. And so um, changed gears from a secular school to a Bible school. That Bible school had Bible and nursing program together. It was a five-year program out of Tennessee, and that's where I went, and I am a nurse. Um, I ended up being a neonatal nurse practitioner at Tulane in New Orleans before going overseas. Um, now, I am I do have my Zambian nursing license, and so I get to practice nursing there, but nursing there is very different. And so, um, but can y'all see that on the screen? Can we cut some of these lights? But nobody can go to sleep, all right? Nobody go. I got a, a laser pointer, so nobody goes to sleep. And so, anyway, um, I don't know if you can see that. Can y'all see that? Yeah. All right. Well, um, one of the cool things about coming to Zambia is if you come, I'll take you on a safari. Now, we, we do work hard. I'm going to show you the work, but we also play hard. And so, we go on a safari. I took that picture. Well, I was not very far from that Linus. We were about from here to the gentleman right there in the coat. Raise your hand, sir. Nope, right, nope, one more up, sitting by the lady. I don't know her name. There you go. I was about that far from him, from her, excuse me, from the Linus. And um, we didn't bother. She just sat there. You know why? She knew what she could do. She knew who she was. If we got out of that truck, she knew we were lunch. And so um, she, it didn't bother. And the Holy Spirit said, you know, that's the way you need to be when Satan comes to you. You don't need to be bothered because you need to know who you are in Christ. You need to know who you are. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And what the Holy Spirit inside of you is stronger than anything else in the world. And so don't be bothered when Satan comes to us. So I'm telling you, that's what God told me to tell you. When Satan comes to you, don't be bothered. Because we're lionesses and lions. We have the line of Judah inside of us. And so... Let me show you where we're at. I'm going to assume your geography is kind of like mine, not real good. And so um, that is approximately the equator. We are below the equator. We're right at the base of that tip of the finger where the Congo comes down into there. I can see the Congo from my house. I see the mountains. We are living the mountains. We live about 4,000 feet above sea level, and I am in the valley. There are mountains, or what I consider mountains. Somebody came from Colorado to Zambia with us, and she said, those are not mountains, those are hills. 
But to this country girl, it's a, it's a mountain. So there are three branches or uh, arms to our ministry. We have the medical ministry um, because I am a nurse and I believe God gave me that talent. And I really do like to do nursing. I, I love doing nursing. I'm a missionary first, but nurse second, and I love it. Uh, church planning discipleship. And we also have a home for children. Some people call that an orphanage, but an orphan means they don't have anybody. When they come to us, they got somebody. And when they come to us, we have them till they finish. I don't want this back and forth. And I told social welfare, I am not a divorced parent and I don't share custody. And so um, that's in our policy. So I want to create a stable environment for these kids. Oops, I don't know if you guys can see that. It's Isaiah 58, verse 12. We tried to zoom it for you guys. So um, Isaiah 58, verse 12, it's a verse for the, the, for the ministry. God gave it to me many years ago. It says, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. When the Lord gave me that verse some years ago, I said, I don't like it. Give me another one. <laughs> I don't like it. It's long. Nobody will understand it. Give me something short like you'll give me the heathen for my inheritance or something like that. And um, I even had a verse, different verse put on some prayer cards. But on the way back to the house in the car, the Holy Spirit said, either you start out right or you don't start out at all. So I had to change it. But you guess what? 20 years later, I've been in Africa 20 years now. 20 years later, God's bringing that verse to fruition. He's doing it. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. We are attempting to rebuild the medical system. Because one of our little girls, you'll meet her in a few minutes, needed some blood drawn. And she is HIV positive because of mom. She's five years old. And um, she, um, they, when they went to stick her, I don't know if there's any medical personnel out here or not. But when they went to sticker, they stuck the artery in the arm. And blood went everywhere, all over us. And that's HIV positive blood all over us. We went to wash up at the sink, and there was no water at the hospital. Now, this is the big hospital. No water at a hospital. Can you imagine? And they gave us alcohol, like rubbing alcohol to clean up. So anyway, we are attempting to rebuild the ancient ruins. This is our clinic. Uh, it's Clinic of Hope. It's Psalms 31, verse 24, on, in their language, in the waiting room, and that clinic is open. I am excited. Can you, I mean, I want to, when African women get excited, we go, and I am over this. It's open, it's functioning, and they're seeing patients, and they're telling them about Jesus. And that's what it's all about. And so it took three years in the making. Construction finished three years ago, folks, and they shut us down because I'm going to charge them to, to see somebody 50 cents to see them. And the people said we can't afford it. But guess what? They get drunk every night. I said, if you can get if you can drink alcohol, you can afford medical care. And I just stood my ground and it's open and they're paying. <laughs> and so it's awesome. So it's. It's great. That's me signing the, um, we have a private partnership with the government of Zambia, uh, a memorandum of understanding, a soft contract. 
with them. Uh, we, we're working with them. And so it's me signing it in the government's office in April of last year. And meanwhile, we're doing bush clinics. You see that building right back here? That was a church. And uh, it closed. It disbanded. And we had the privilege of reopening it um, with our medical. We have a mobile clinic that we go out and we set up a clinic. And we are seeing patients medically. Now, that's definitely a challenge. We are diagnosing with no x-rays, no lab reports. And uh, and we got what we can treat with what we can carry um, in our cars. And so it used to be on my backpack. But now we have a car and we bring it in totes. We kind of grew from that. And so we set up a clinic out there. And that's one of our Zambian pastors telling people about Jesus at our mobile clinic. Um, they see us and then they go to see our Zambian pastor who then takes their name and phone number. They may not, may not have indoor plumbing, but they got a phone and he does follow up on them, uh, to reopen the church and to, uh, disciple them. This is another clinic that we did. This is in a school. Uh, we were asked to go to this area and set up a clinic and start a church. And so that's what we're doing. That's one of the clinics there. This is the um, chief representative for our area. We still have chiefs um, in our area, and uh, he's the representative, and he is excited because he's got reading glasses. He can see now and read. And this is Moses, one of our guys. He is telling someone who is obviously very hard of hearing about Jesus. And so, um, and she did accept Christ, and she is now active in the church in that area. Uh, it is now rainy season. That's why I'm here. Uh, it's rainy season there. It's rains. It rains very, very heavy. Pours all day long. So if it's pouring down rain, they're not going to walk to church. They have to walk to church. You remember a couple of Sundays ago, it was pouring down rain on that Sunday. That's like walking to church in that rain. Nobody does it. And so not many people come. They run. We're running about 30 people in our churches right now. Um, dry season. Uh, dry season starts in May and we don't see any rain from May or very little rain from May to about November, December. And so, um, but they, um, they come, we go back up to about 60, 60, 70, uh, when it's dry season. God gave a harvest of approximately 350 souls in, in 2022. What brother Bo was saying, um, it was really powerful. What's powerful to me was some of those souls were saved after I got back here. We have a team in Zambia now, and you can take a prayer card, and you can see our team where everybody's working together, and I like that. So the ministry's still going on, even if I'm here. Isawilo. Um, Isawilo, in our language, means hope. We bought land a few years ago in an area called Chaponye. Chaponye in our language means broken. And I don't know about you guys. I may be broken, but I don't live there. And I told the chief, I said, I'm changing the name of the area because I don't live in broken. I live in hope. So this is our ministry base house. When you guys come, this is the house that you will be staying in. Guys, I know y'all see that roof. It's fixed. Okay. I just want y'all to know it's fixed. I, I went to war and I got that thing fixed. And so it is now done. Um, this is the front doors here. And then the guest rooms are over here. You'll see it to the side. 
This is the staff house. Um, Zambian law requires us to provide housing for our staff. And so this it does have a, a roof on it now and windows and doors, and they're working on the inside, uh, plastering on the inside. And that plumbing's already set. All that's done. Lord willing, I'm moving in this year. So when you guys come, you'll be staying in the big house. May not be all together yet, but we'll be staying in the big house. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. I don't know any better way to raise up foundations of generations than with our home of hope, which is our home for children. These are our kids. Oh, you can't see them all real good. Anyway, because we zoomed it so y'all could try to see it. But this is John. John is 16. He's the oldest boy we have now. We had three age out this year at 18, and they were troublemakers, and I let them age out. Because I don't, I mean, I don't do, I don't, I don't tolerate that. And so John is good. He's a good boy. He is an introvert, but an introvert leader. He's solid. He sees the needs and he takes care of the needs. And so um, he is in boarding school. I hate boarding school. They go to school, go to boarding school at grade eight. Can you imagine sending your kids to college at grade eight? I want my kids home. And so, anyway, so we're going to see what we can do about that. My plan is this year, I, it was last year too, but I didn't get it done, is to start a church on the school property. <laughs> that way, those kids got to go to church somewhere, right? And they, um, and I get to see my boys once a week. <laughs> so that's kind of a mama thing. But anyway, um, Davies, I'll talk about Mercy and Edna in a minute. Davies is also in boarding now. Davies may be called to preach. He likes to preach. And so Elijah's all boy. He's all boy. He likes bugs and big equipment and all of that. And then Beatrice, Beatrice, um, we're going to go technical school with her. She was malnourished for a lot of years in her life. And I don't believe her brain developed. She studies, but nothing sticks. And so um, she likes to cook and she likes to bake. And you see that little dip right there on her chin? That's icing. We're teaching her to bake cakes and decorate cakes. And she's eating the icing. I had to take it away. And I said, I'm going to be treating you for diarrhea tomorrow if you don't stop eating it. And so um, this is Anthel. He's new for us. Anthel would, likes animals. That's a kitten in his hand. He likes animals more than he does people. Uh, he'd rather be with animals. This is Gretel, his twin sister. I actually think their names were supposed to be Hansel and Gretel. But um, they, on his birth certificate, it is Anthel. So... Um, she's six as well. They're both six years old. Gretel just likes to be cute. And I keep telling her, cute's good, but we need a brain. And so and we're forcing her to learn. Sarah wants to be a nurse. Sarah, in 2021, I told her, I said, in 22, I'll teach you to give you an injection. And she, she, I got back and, uh, she'd let her grades drop. She had caught a little attitude and, uh, I wasn't teaching her. She goes, I thought you were going to teach me. I said, I can't. Your grades are too low to get into nursing school. And you're not going to waste my time. And so, and I said, bring your grades up, drop your attitude, and we'll talk. And she did. And she we, she gave me an injection before I left. And I said, um, I taught her the science behind it, too. Because I can teach a monkey to give an injection. But a person needs to know the science of why they're doing it, what they're doing, the muscle, the angle, all of that. And so, um, and she does. She did it well. Um and I'll talk about Mercy and Edna in a minute. Here's the cakes that um, Beatrice made, the cupcakes that Sarah made. I thought they did pretty good. 
This is Mercy. You can't see her too good. But this is Mercy, her first day. And this is Mercy a couple of months later. They don't even look like the same child. It's wonder. It's amazing what nutrition can do for a child. Mercy's mother is a traveling sex worker. That's her job. And uh, she would leave Mercy with no food and no uh, shelter. Mercy didn't have any food or shelter. And uh, never knew when her mama was coming home. And so, um, and Mercy's HIV positive due to mom's occupation. So you can't expect a four-year-old to take her medicine every day like she was going to have to do. And so the virus was taking her body over. In my medical opinion, she had about two months left to live. And we got her, and she became very sick uh, when we got her. But she came to stay at my house, which is ICU. And we got her back on her feet. She only missed three days of work. I mean, three days of school. I guess that's work. But three days of school. And uh, she's doing good. But Mercy's the leader. She's the leader even when she's wrong. And so um, she's strong. And she likes to tell people what to do. But she had to be strong to live on the streets. And so this is Edna. Edna, we got Edna at two. Edna's cross-sided. That's the first thing you notice about her. But she had sores all over her body, and she had worms coming out of her, literally. And so um, people were like, when are you going to get her eyes fixed? And I said, well, i got to fix the insides first. And so we did eventually go to the pediatric um, specialist, eye specialist, in about four hours from our house. And the doctor said, we're going to have to do surgery, like, soon, like, in the next week. And I was due to be back in America. And I said, can you wait till March when I get back? Because <clears throat> I'm, I'm leaving on March 14th to go back to Zambia. I said, can you wait till then? He goes, no, her pupils aren't round. They're elongated like a cat. And you get, she's getting too much light. And the more light to the retina, the more damage you're going to have. And so I looked at him. I'm crying. I looked at him and I said, you better take care of my baby. And he did. He took care of my baby. And so uh, on Mon- I got back on a Saturday night. Monday morning they called. And they said, Mama, the surgery's three times the amount that we thought it was going to be. And I said, well, I've been traveling. Let me look at the account. And so I looked at And she- they also told me if we want to put her in her private room, which I did, um, it's going to be more. I looked at the account, and I called back. I said, put her in a ward. <laughs> I ain't got the money. We ain't got the money to do a private room. But the doctor paid for her to have a private room and so then i went i it got daylight here because it was like one two o'clock in the morning here when they called and it got daylight here I went to my friend's house who had my keys we went to the post office and there was a church that give us their vacation bible school money and um the but the the lady that had the check kept forgetting to mail it which is fine she kept saying oh it's on my bar oh it's in the car seat i forgot to go by the post office uh, all that's fine but and i never i didn't know how much it was but you just di- you know you just roll with it and um i got to the post office their check was there i opened it up it was $700 i needed $400 for that surgery i needed $110 for the glasses for that child those kids paid for that baby girl to have surgery and her eyeglasses. And this is David. He's our accountant uh, for the ministry. Um, the cool thing about our, our team in Zambia is it doesn't matter your job job title. When there's something that needs to get done, we all jump in there and get her done. And so uh, he's playing with her at the hospital. When people give me money to get things for the kids or give me things to give to the kids at Home of Hope, I don't give it to them. 
a few years ago, I believe God gave me the idea of creating a store with the things, and they earn it. I believe we give too much away. I think they need to earn something. And so um, every, every day they earn points or lose points according to their behavior, their grades, their chores, all that kind of stuff. And every three weeks they get to go and redeem those points in our store. Or they get to save those points for something big like a bicycle or hair or jewelry, hammer, a basketball, different things like that's in the store. And so this is a day at the store. Oops. It wouldn't, it didn't play. Can we do something about the sound? Sounds on here. Is it, we think it's on? Sorry, guys. Sorry? I, I haven't touched it since we played with it earlier. And so, um, since we said it, tell me when you're ready for me to try. Nope. No, sir. And I just checked this. This My sound is on here. This is in good. Sorry, guys. Just hang with us a minute. It's on. And I haven't touched this. supposed to be all right let's try it one more time it's not working and it's on back there okay and it's on here i'm gonna pull this out real quick pop like it was supposed to this is on I'll try that but I don't think that works but we'll try every three weeks the kids from the home of hope get to go to the store which has toys clothes and even hygiene products the kids collect points over three weeks for doing their chores and responsibilities it may seem a little strange to have kids earning things like this, but I'll tell you, life in Zambia is not easy. So this teaches them to budget and to earn and to use the very reasonable point settings to save up for something they really want. I was so impressed with this process that I may be using it on my own kids. After everyone has been shopping, they all get a special treat of sweets and jiggies. Okay, this is 
This is a great way to teach kids with love about life. You saw, you heard them talk about um, jiggies. Jiggies is little Cheetos that taste horrible to me, but they like them and they cheap. And so that's they get jiggy little Cheetos, a couple of packs uh, every three weeks. They get hard candy and a lollipop for free. Uh, that's just their treat for going to the store. But then in the store, they have to get their soap, their toothpaste, their lotion, everything. They earn it, not many points, but they do earn it. Because we buy our toothpaste, right? So they need to buy theirs. And it's teaching them responsibility and money management. And so that's what we're hoping that will that will do. I think it's working. At Christmas, our two older kids, girls, made rugs out of feed sacks to sell to buy fireworks so the little ones would be able to see fireworks at Christmas. So I'm like, yes, they're learning. If you want something, you got to work for it. you got to earn it. It used to be called the repair of the, you should be called the repair of the breach, the restore of the streets to dwell in. Church planning discipleship. This is one of the churches that we started this year, the one in the school. You'll see the school behind it. That is, uh, we are into church planning. And that's when we started last year. Let me tell you about this little boy here. This little boy, we carry our babies on our back. And they, mama came to church with baby on her back and no big deal. But one Sunday, she unwrapped him and said, will you pray for my baby? And that baby was flaccid. He just had no muscle tone, barely could suck to get any nutrients out. And we prayed for that baby. She wrapped him up next Sunday. Same thing. She unwrapped him. We prayed for him. We probably prayed for him two months, maybe, or longer. And one Sunday, God chose to heal him. He's setting up now. He is um, drinking. He's doing good. He's growing. We serve a God who heals. I don't know what you're meeting in your life today, but our God heals. Just like you saw with Brother Bo. Just like you saw with Brother Bo. Yes, stuff happens, but God takes care of us. One of the churches was um, having trouble with attendance, so we did a vacation Bible school there. This is vacation Bible school. Kids, look. Kids. That's vacation Bible school. We have it outside. So the first day we taught on Jonah. And this is a song. It's a video, so I hope it works. But it's, um, it's a video of the kids singing a song in their language. I want you to hear their language. The song is, and I don't sing well, but it goes, um, who did, who did, who did, who did, who did swallow Jonah, Jonah. Fish did, fish did, fish did, swallow Jonah. And so that's what you're hearing them sing. Did you see the young lady, the black lady that was there? She's our teacher for Home of Hope. But like I said, we all jump in there and do whatever it takes to get the job done. The white lady is our executive administrator for the ministry in America. Her name is Nicolette. She came over to help with Vacation Bible School. 34 children pray to receive Jesus as their Savior. You know, when you say, who all wants Jesus, everybody raises their hand. 
And I just said, if you've already done it, put your hand down. Can't do it twice. And if you don't want Jesus the boss of your life, don't come forward. If you cannot make Jesus the boss of your life, don't come forward. 34 kids came forward. And so the best we can tell, they're the ones who wanted Jesus in their life. And so we are attempting to disciple those children. We had a ladies' conference. That's the team that came from Texas to help lead the conference. And this is the conference. We sing and dance in our conference, okay? We have a good time. We praise God with our whole body. And um, we had 900 women there. That's a lot of women, folks. This is us doing uh, altar ministry. And there's the room. I hate to tell you this, but I can smell that room. Every time I see that picture, I can smell it. <laughs> so, there was a lot of ladies in that room. Discipleship. I believe if you birth them, you need to raise them. If you lead them to Christ, you need to disciple them. And so uh, we have uh, 14 of our leaders um, in a discipleship program. That is a year-long program with 13 books and tests. They got a pass test to graduate. And they, uh, some of them had to repeat some of the tests, but they all made it. 14, there's 12 in the picture. Two had something for family reasons. They cannot attend the actual graduation. Um, I like it because it's Zambians teaching Zambians. And it's, and it's theologically sound. And so this is the teacher here that came and taught them. And here are our graduates. Now, this is at our new ministry home, uh, Isuilo. And that's our mountain. So when you come... In the mornings, you can drink your cup of coffee or tea or whatever you like looking at that mountain. That's my mountain, though. I'm claiming it. Not like Caleb because I don't want to climb it because there's too many snakes up there. But, um, but yeah, so you'll get to look at that mountain as you have your quiet time. And um, it's beautiful, I think. How can you be directly involved? I need prayer. There's some prayer cards up here. Please come and take one. They're on the table. Take one, put it on your Bible, in your Bible or on your refrigerator, whichever one you go to the most. We need items for Home of Hope store. You can either send money for those items or send the items. If you send money for those items, you need to let me know how much you sent and when you send it. And then I will be able to send you back a picture of what we got with those, that money. I want to be as accountable as I can. Um, this past Christmas, two of our kids, well, one came to me and said, I want a Christmas tree for Christmas. They don't have Christmas trees in Zambia. I said, how do you know about Christmas trees? But she'd been watching American movies that I'd brought for them. And so um, two, two ladies, older ladies in nursing homes, gave me $100 each. And we bought Christmas trees for them. And I sent pictures of those to, uh, to those two ladies with the kids and the Christmas trees. So I try to be as accountable as I can. If I know you guys sent it to me. I do need to know about it. We need 20 more churches. To support us at $350 a month. Support to meet our operating budget for 2023. We're asking for one year commitment. And see. If we can give you a good return on your investment. Well, if we get 20 more churches. We can continue doing everything we're doing. We can build Home of Hope on our own property. We're renting a house right now. And so we can build a girl's home and a boy's home and the kitchen in the middle, the wall fence around it, and we can get everything set up. And um, 
Yeah. So if we can get that, uh, that's what we need. We need 20 more churches at 350 a month. And I need you to come. I need you to come to Zambia. I need construction teams. Guys, you can work right alongside the nationals. You can tell them about Jesus. We have devotions in the morning, Bible study at night. We need revivals at our existing churches. We need help with evangelism and a visitation. Um, we need a men's conference. Never had a men's conference. But guys, we can do this. I need some guys to come over and lead a men's conference. We do have a ladies conference scheduled for July of this year. Uh, holiday Bible club. If you guys are interested in any of these things, come and talk to me. You can join a team that's already in place or we can create another team. Uh, holiday Bible club in August because the kids are out of school in August and medical teams to assist with church planning. We have one coming in June of this year. Um, I can't do medical outreach anymore by myself. The last one we did, we had 300 people show up. My maximum people I can see in one day is 70 and I'm pushing it. And so, um, I need help to do that. So if you're interested or know somebody that might be interested, I got one lady coming. She was, I'm a CNA and I can take temperatures. I said, great. You can do triage for us. Uh, if you know anybody that's a pharmacist, I need them because we need a, t- a pharmacist on the June team or else I get to do pharmacy, which I don't really care to do, but I'll do it, but I don't really like it. So I, we need help. Thank you. And may God bless your families. I will tell you, if you don't know Jesus Christ today, you may know him in your head, but if you don't know him in your heart, today's your day. We can introduce you to him. If you want to know more about Zambia missions, I'll be up here. Um, I'll be over here at the table um, to, to talk to you for a few minutes. Thank you, sir. The preceding message was presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information about a relationship with Jesus Christ, are about the church, including contact information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.